Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. The word edit in, you don't edit it out. Yeah. Like an unwritten podcasting rule. Because it's not just us. FFTC guys are like, okay, edit point that four minutes yeah. and whatever. Yeah, exactly. and, then, yeah. and then I hear them say that. I know they do that in it. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> Alright, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And this is episode 45. So, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> we're, we're breaking from our normal schedule programming with uh, having, you know, highlighting someone in a hobby. Um, just to take a break, and then, you know, we'll return back to that next week. So, let's see. Uh, How's your week been, Kev? Did you almost say it? Did you almost go? So, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I almost did. I stopped myself. <laughs> uh, my week has been amazing, man. It's been unbelievable. Basically, my weekend. My week started off pretty bad, actually, because I sh- we should mention, since the last time we talked, uh, yes. <laughs> we recorded the show, and uh, we played a little trick on the listeners, more or less. Uh, yeah, let's get into that later, though, in the main topic. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, we'll we'll go back to that. Put a pin okay. in it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so I flew on uh on Saturday. We got together, and I wanted to fly that Scorpion jet that I bought for like, geez, a month now. And you know, one time it was raining, one time some winds were pretty high, and I didn't even bring it. And it's a six S twelve fin, you know, EDF jet. And, uh, so I brought that to the field. Um, I brought, basically I brought my oxy, my goblin 380, my 570, my little scale 450 and the jet, uh, to the field. We had a fantastic day. I mean, the weather couldn't have been better and Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe out of the 150 members that we have, we only had three guys there at the field, me, you, and like another guy after, you know, the regular guys left in the morning. Right. After the morning folks. Right. Yeah, dude, it was just amazing. So I basically posted this on Facebook where I said I crashed the Goblin 380 on the first battery. I crashed the Oxy Sport on the last battery. I flew the Scorpion jet and damaged the flap servo on the first flight, and I lost the <laughs> canopy mount for the 570. With all that happening to me, I still had a really awesome time at the field, man. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, I had a really good time. I mean... Just the silly, you know what it, I think it boils down to is it's the silly little things that you do with the oxy sport, like you just don't care, and you do like, man, it just gets me laughing like a little kid. Mm-hmm. Like we were just, I was running that thing up and down the runway like it was a, an airplane on the wheels, you know, um, getting it high up on the skids, like nose down and tail up, and just doing silly stuff like that, man. It kind of sucked though that the goblin went in. I guess I should talk about that. Um, yeah, that, that went was in like, pretty bad. That went in pretty bad, and uh, that was the first flight, I think, helicopter flight I had that day. I don't think I flew anything before that, and usually I'll warm up with one of the Oxys. You know, I'll take that out and just beat it no. for a little bit. No, didn't you fly the Oxy? I thought you flew the Oxy once or twice before that. No, I don't think I did. I might have flown huh. the scale helicopter once. Yes, you did definitely fly the scale before that. But hmm. I didn't, okay. and I... Cause that stuck in my mind, like uh, I'm breaking my normal routine. I'm just going straight for the goblin, you know. Right. And that flight was really good, but it was just me. I dumb thumbed it. I I did a maneuver that I normally do, you know, um, across the field, at, mm-hmm. at, at like perpendicular to myself. 
I kind of did it at a 45 towards myself and I completed the maneuver. But then after that, it just like was like I flipped it over and then flipped it over again and drove it right into the ground. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Like I I broke both blades. I I bent the feathering shaft. Um, The main shaft was still good. Uh, Broke the boom. Broke one of the landing gear skids. I bent the tail I, I say feathering shaft, but it's the you know the spindle shaft. I, be, I bent the tail spindle shaft, okay, and, and busted the canopy up pretty good. Yeah. So all in all, and I broke all the ho- control horns. Yeah. The servo control. All horns. four of them, even a tail. Yeah, all four of them, and I lost the push rod, uh, the the tail push rod. Mm-hmm. That broken completely right off. So all in all, I think I just put an order in yesterday. It's about two hundred dollars worth of stuff. Oh, yeah. Does that include the canopy? Yeah, I got oh, the. It's not too bad then. No, because I I went for the I have the I have the orange zeal, five seventy canopy, uh-huh. which which I like. It's cheap and it really looks good. I like it. So I the the cheapest one I could find um, that I really liked was the orange zeal three eighty one. So I'm doing orange and orange. Nice. What are you doing for blades then? I have zeal blades. The uh, what are those? The energy blades. Yeah. Are they in orange or the red, which is kind of neon orange? I have a set of yellow, and I think I ordered a set of red or orange. Oh, nice! So yeah. wait, two hundred for the boom canopy, a set of blades, and then whatever miscellaneous parts. Yeah, that is not bad at all. No, because the boom and the canopy. If if you go to, I first went to Cano Mod, and because mm-hmm. uh, it's a I think it's a is it a camel yeah. mod? Yeah, they make them. Yep. Um, I went to their page, and they had the the boom was thirty and a canopy was forty. I think something like that. It worked out to about seventy five bucks. Okay. Um, but the shipping was forty dollars. Yeah, it's coming from overseas. So and it's, it's yeah. So then I went to eBay and I saw the same thing for seventy five dollars and five dollars shipping. So I did that. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was the the whole list, though. It went in pretty good. Um, you didn't bend any of the uh, main grip arms. Uh, let's see. No, I was shocked that I didn't bend any of that stuff. Because I think, it, I think it, went, it went in tail first. What about the tail shaft? Because no, those I, usually bend. I checked that too. Didn't bend that. I you guess need I'll a know. new belt too, right? Oh, I didn't belt. need a new belt too. Yeah, ripped mm-hmm. the belt right in half. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I hit. I actually did hit throttle hold though when we were joking around because I because <laughs> I hit bailout and then throttle hold. <laughs> right, like one right after another. <laughs> yeah, like one two. Yeah. I was like, uh, you know, and I, I was like, it was funny because driving down to the field that morning, I said, "Wow, you know, I really haven't crashed a 380," and then you know, boom, I crash it. But I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's part of the hobby, dude. I've had that thing for a year. And yeah. um, and I've had a lot of good flights on it, so um, yeah, so it's been good. And you know, it's not like crashing the oxy like every other weekend from right. doing dumb dumb stuff. But I mean, mm-hmm. that's not that wasn't that bad. It's of course I think I have all the parts, dude. Of course, it's like the feathering shaft, you know, and the the main shaft, and the main the main gear, you know, on the okay. oxy. Yeah. yeah, and I think that was it. I didn't even break the blades when I I, I just. Oh, that was that was something we should talk about, dude. Is uh, I was doing that stupid like thing where I had the tail up in the air and and I w- I had it kind of sitting there 
like that yeah. at, at like a 45 and the blades are pitched <laughs> forward and then you right. were like hey yeah that's cool man you should see if you can peer all around so <laughs> and before you but finish you the sentence yes <laughs> i started to move the tail and i drove it right in and flipped it right over <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. That was too was funny, like, and you were like, "You didn't let me finish the sentence, dude. You're gonna have to <laughs> counteract it with the ailerons." I'm like, uh, "Yeah, <laughs> live and live and learn." Yeah, I was about to tell you. I was like, "Yeah." So if you, because I do it on a sim all the time, where you you just nose forward and you're kind of like, you know, playing with the blades like right on the deck. Yeah. And then basically, when you move your rudder to say the left, you got to give it left, uh, right. Is it right aileron or left aileron? Um, to counteract it because it starts to tip over. Yeah, and before I even got to, to the aileron part, you're like, yeah. just went in. <laughs> but it was the last battery of the day, so I was yeah. like, eh, whatever. But I was getting pretty low with that thing inverted. Like I was, I was coming in kind of towards myself, kind of slowly inverted, and I was like six, eight inches off the ground, and I was just like moving it over the terrain, you know, inverted. I was like, oh, it's coming together, man. I was getting good with the inverted flight too, man. Yeah, you're doing circuits like no problem. It looked like. Yeah, yeah, but I guess my biggest news of the weekend is on Sunday I got a chance to do the full scale flying. Yes, dude, that was just amazing. That was really cool. It was an hour on the ground and an hour in the air. The guy was really cool. I kind of heard a guy talking like to his buddy there before he came into the other room and met me, and he was mm-hmm. talking about how I guess his other student was doing all sorts of stuff wrong and um. You know, probably a conversation I sh- shouldn't have heard, but it was funny because he was just like, you know, it was like the end of the day, and I'm like, I'm probably, I think I was, I was the last guy because my, um, my session was at four o'clock in the afternoon, okay. and uh, we we had a good uh, good day for it. It was really cool. I was in a, I was in a Cherokee 140, and I don't know really planes that much. I mean, no, I know what a high wing is. I know, you know, you know what a P51 is or whatever. Right. Um, it wasn't one of those. Um, but it was funny. So we go out to the plane, and, you know, he, he was a really cool guy. I went down to Essex Airport, and uh, it's in Fairfield, New Jersey. And it was with uh, Fisher Aviation, which okay. looked like a, a really good flight school, man. They had everything together, you know. I was talking mm-hmm. to a couple guys while I was waiting, and they were like, yeah, the school is real professional, which was cool. So we walk out to the plane area, and, you know, the badge through into the airport and uh we go over the whole plane like top to bottom he shows me everything and you know i told him i flew rc and stuff but you know i'm I'm still like a sponge you know i was like i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna let like think i know everything you know what whatever this guy tells me i was gonna do you know sure so uh we check the gas you know we go around the plane and he's she's showing me like the the stall indicator you know a couple of other things that are on the on the plane and uh, he opens up the door, and I look in, and I'm like, how are the two of us going to fit in this <laughs> thing, man? So he's like, well, you scoot over, because there's no door on the other side. And I'm like, okay. So I scoot over to the left-hand seat, which I guess is your your pilot seat, really, because there wasn't a lot of indicators on his side. Okay. So he starts taxiing out, and uh, he's like, yeah, you want to you you know, steer it? And I go, yeah. And I, so I start steering with the rudder, you know, because of I have a little bit of you know i'm familiar with planes roughly you know mm-hmm. and uh he's like oh wow you didn't grab the the wheel like you're gonna turn it you know and i'm like no dude i kind of know you gotta push these things back and forth to make it you know yeah go right and left so we get out there he takes off and he climbs up to like 2500 feet and uh 
just let me take over the whole time. Nice. And we we had to. It was it was cool. It's just like a just like an RC plane. Like, uh, you know, you can set some trim on it. Like if if it, if it was nosing down and you're pulling back too much, you can actually trim it out in flight and and get it, you know, roughly to where you really don't have to pull back or push forward on the on the yoke or anything. Mm-hmm. So we you know we did some turns and stuff, some twenty degree turns. He did a motor off stall. Um, he did like a zero G. Um, which I wasn't really liking too much. Oh um, no! What was that like? That was weird. He was like, he's like, you got your phone, and I go, yeah. He goes, put it in your hand, flat in your hand, and he goes, I'm gonna try uh-huh. and do, you know, I'm do like a zero G. So he kind of goes up and like drops the nose down, yeah, real quick. Um, so stomach goes to your chest. <laughs> yeah. So my stomach came up, and so did the phone, you know, up off my uh-huh. hand, and I was like, geez, man, yeah, I'm not liking that too much. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not 19 anymore. <laughs> right so uh-huh. uh so then he did uh he did like a, a one and a half g like bank turn and then he did a two g like bank turn where he had the plane rolled at like a 45 degree angle and that was really cool i was like wow this is really really cool man did like, you pass I, out no no <laughs> all your blood rushes to your ass and you're like that would have been <laughs> funny if i passed out <laughs> did i get a refund <laughs> <laughs> so then he was just like you know we were we were tooling around up by um where i live sort of like up, mm-hmm. up in the northeast and uh he was just like or northwest and he was like uh you know i recognized a couple landmarks and he was like oh you know where you're at and i'm like yeah i, I go well, i live that way you know to the left he goes well bank left and find your house so bank left and flew down the road that i knew and followed it and basically flew over my house which was <laughs> freaking cool man Nice. I mean, at that altitude, when you're looking out the window, I mean, are you really like, I mean, how far out are you? Because you're not really looking underneath you, right? So you're like, well, that's kind of like out. That's something that I took notice of uh, when we got back um, because I was watching the altimeter as he was coming in. And when he hit the, mm-hmm. you know, when we landed, it stopped at 200. So that airport is 200 feet above sea level. And I Googled like, the areas we were flying over and and where i live in oak ridge that's mm-hmm. 800 feet above sea level and we were at 2500 feet you know the whole, the, time. The whole time so basically i was like 2000 feet above the land you know in oak ridge maybe maybe 1900 feet right so that's really it's really not that not that high at all i mean i was spotting like i spotted the the, the shopping center down the street you know and like i said the mm-hmm. soccer field and it's it's not difficult to spot landmarks. Basically, the biggest landmark is like lakes and stuff. So he was pointing out lakes when we, right. when we got up there when we first don't got up there. A, don't you have a base by there too, a military base? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You only have like a tower or something you can see. I know you can see it from the road. Yeah. We. I don't think we got up that far though. Oh, okay. Because uh, we were just you know we were doing a little bit of lessons and sort mm-hmm. of you know just different turning and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I'm not sure if it's going to be something I'm going to pursue or not at this point in time. Right. Um, only because, you know, you need two things. You need time and money to to get your license. Mm-hmm. And uh right now time is something I I don't really have a lot of. If I started to, you know, if I stopped flying RC to take uh take on the full scale stuff, you know, then I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have to do the podcast either because I wouldn't be flying RC. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right, which it takes up a lot of time during the week, and so you know, I'll see where I'm at, and maybe, 
couple of years and maybe something yeah. I'll be interested. It was definitely it was definitely good what I got out of it was A he didn't scare the crap out of me and and B, you know, it it was about what I thought it was going to be, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was a it was a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. That's cool. Yeah, I want to try that. Yeah, you should. I, after hearing your experience, I want to try it. Uh, so uh, no barrels, no you know waterfalls, you know no inverted. Barrels, no, no inverted. <laughs> no, I, None I of the stuff that you do with your RC. <laughs> I don't know if that plane can do barrel rolls and inverted stuff, man. Yeah, right. You know what was funny though, man? Just like we walked up to the to the motor area, and he's like, he opens up the. It's basically mm-hmm. like a Model T where it's got both sides of the hood opens up, you know? Yeah, like the cow, right? Yeah, and he opens it up, and uh, he's like, yep, well, there's your engine. You know, you got Magneto 1 and 2, and it's a four-cylinder. And he's like, it's a, basically a, just a big lawnmower motor. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> and I'm looking yeah. at the motor, and it's like it's like opposing pistons and push rods. I'm like, this is like my Harley. It's like my yeah. old Harley motor. <laughs> All right, right. Hopefully it runs better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it was amazing. That's cool. So what have you been up to, man? So we flew on Saturday, you know. Um, I got there a little before you did, so it was, you know, there was some, some of the uh, morning folks there flying planes. Um, I, I started unloading all my stuff. I kind of, I was like, you know what? It, it was kind of busy in the morning before you got there. Yeah, there were a couple guys there that I hadn't seen before. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'm parked here. There's no real table, so let me pull out my table. Set that up, set up my charger, like get everything just prepped. Uh, so I kind of did that. And then, you know, since everyone's flying planes, I was like, hey, I brought a plane with me today. So I threw the uh, FT Sparrow up in the air and I, I did about two or three flights on that. You know, had fun. It was great. You know, it's a it's a nice little little plane. It does kind of a little shuffle back and forth. But, you know, overall, I have fun flying it. Um, I need to bump it up to a 4S, though. I, I, I need to go faster. <laughs> You know, but one thing I love about the Sparrow is just the way it sounds. Yeah, that little quad motor just screaming is just great. Uh, I also tried, you know, I put a three bladed prop on there, like a three bladed uh, five by four, five by three, uh, to see if I could get a little more power out of it. But I don't know if it's just inertia or what. It, it didn't seem any faster. Uh, besides that, the uh, the next thing I flew was the FT Batbone that I configured as a Y6. Yeah, that thing was cool, man. It, it has a... I put the naze board on it. It's going to be an aerial uh, photography platform. But, you know, I had a naze 32 board. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put this on here. I want to see how it flies. You know, I might switch it out for an APM later. But let me see how it flies. Make sure the motors, the ESCs, you know, all the wiring, everything looks good. And um, so I took off and, and I started flying that. And that was cool. Uh, I was getting a little bit of a yaw action out of it. So I, I probably have to tune um, the maze to kind of tune that out. But overall, it flew really good line of sight. Uh, felt pretty locked in. Um, did give me a little wobbles when I was flipping it. So, yes, I was doing front flips, back flips, you know, and rolls left and right. Um, and, like, multiple rolls, multiple flips. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then like when it basically when I settled it, it would kind of waggle back and forth because this, you know, the landing gears are an AP landing gears. They're like really long, uh, you know, with um, 
they're basically like two long sticks with cross members across the you know middle of them and it's just it's I don't know. I guess it's very heavy on that spot. And plus, I had the battery strapped onto one of the legs. One of the legs, so, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like it was balanced very well or anything. Um, Dude, that thing rolled and flipped pretty pretty quick, man. For that big yeah. thing, man. I was like, wow. Like you flipped it one time, three times in a row, and didn't lose uh-huh. any altitude, man. I was just like, holy crap. Yeah, and and that's the you know beta flight. I forgot what version firmware. Um, but that, yeah, that beta flight is amazing. It is right out the box. Yeah, like your so, quad, that that little mini quad you set up mm-hmm. was Beta Flight, and I I loved that man. That was really cool. That was yeah, set up and, really nice. And now it's the same settings, like point seven zero on the rates all across the board. I didn't change anything. I flashed it like it was a two fifty quad. Put it in a, I don't know, maybe I guess you could consider it like a four fifty size quad. I think, give or take. Right. Um, and it, you know, it flew great. So well, but you uh, set it up as a Y six though, right? I did set up as a Y six, but like the rates and I don't know everything about it was the same as the um, the quads. The yeah, side. right. Okay, dude, that's what so, blew me away. That blew me away too with the the Y six setup, man, with no servo on the back, moving that tail back and forth. Yeah, it was all, just, all mm-hmm. yeah, it was all static, and you're able to yaw and it yawed pretty quick, man. Yeah. Y'all was good. Um, the lift wasn't great, and I, I think it's because my power setup is—I don't know. I think I could run bigger props. I know when I was running the Batbone um, tricopter, I was running nine by six, right? And these I have the eight four fives. Oh, okay. I figured you know I got six of them, <laughs> you know, giving thrust, giving you know. So um, I, I think that would have been all right, but yeah, it was kind of a little anemic on the full punch ass but it still moved you know you know what i found when i was doing the video you know a couple years ago when i was chasing you guys around with the electro hub was um the motor i started out with eight fours like that um or eight sixes and then i went to nine sixes and that was really good and worked really well and then i bumped it up to ten six because the escs and the motor and all could handle could handle a ten six and i noticed that my video was real really jello jello-y you know had all that a lot of vibration yeah a lot a lot more vibration in that even though and i think i did balance those props too mm. and i i only have the mobius on like the two little platforms with the earplugs you know in between them yeah the little foam pad. Yeah. yeah i don't think I have anything crazy but i did notice that so then i went back down to nine sixes and uh you know i was happy with that i was just looking for more punch or more speed or whatever you know to catch right. you guys with the planes yeah, especially when you need to turn around and then get back to speed. That yeah. takes a little bit of, you know, that oomph. So, yeah, I'll probably try that. I'll probably try 9.6 all around and see how that works. Um, besides that, I flew the Oxy Torek. I flew the Goblin 380. I flew my Goblin 380 Nightbird. So I showed you that. that yeah. That was pretty interesting. I was TikToking a little and flipping it and, and all that fun stuff. That's um, going to be daytime. really cool at night, dude. Yeah, that's gonna be. Really I, I can't cool. wait. <laughs> yeah, and then um, and then after that, I flew the logo and and I flew the logo. I think two packs while you were there, and then I finished off the three eighty and a logo uh, after you left. Okay. Um, first, let's get to the oxy because it's Sunday, and <laughs> of course, I crashed the oxy to wreck. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is, is it, it's it was I mean. Directly, it wasn't my fault, I'll say. 
But you were there. You heard it. I was just flying, and then I was hovering, and I was like, something doesn't sound right. And it's like, Vroom. yeah. <laughs> what did you say? It was like fireworks. It or sounded something? like fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh, this doesn't sound right. So I hit throttle hold, little negative, and then try to you know float it back up. But uh, what ended up happening is a ball link unscrewed from the swash plate. So it's a ball link that goes from the swash to the fiberless link or the DSC link. And, yeah, that decided to unscrew itself. Wow. And, you know. And, and the thing is, I know I lock tight those. I always yeah. lock tight. You built, that, you built that at Mike's? Mm-hmm. And I, I locked tight it all the swash bolts, like the, yeah. you know, the swash bolts. So, yeah, I mean, what I think is, you know, I probably have close to uh, 110 flights on that thing now since the day I built it, because I run about eight packs to it every weekend. Yeah. And it's been a while. You know, it's definitely been more than 10 weeks, more than two and a half months, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so I feel like, uh, yeah, maybe the Loctite I did have on it just ended up breaking loose, backed out. Uh, so it was, what, one landing skid? And the, the link, because when the ball popped out, it kept on smacking the anti-rotation bracket. So it was like really scuffed up. So I was like, I'm not reusing this link. The ball looks fine. I'll screw that back in. Um, but I replaced the link. So yeah, and that was it. Ten oh, minute wow. fix. No, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I don't know if I would consider that a crash or not, but <laughs> I mean, uh, what did we say last time? Um, I couldn't fly it, right? If you could pick it up and fly it again, yeah. Yeah. So okay. I mean, I guess I could have if I had a 1.5 mil on me and just screw back in with some Loctite, but yeah. yeah. It was, it, was, it was towards the end of the day, and I had so many uh, 380 and 700 packs, I didn't want to bother. Uh, so, yeah, I was getting real comfortable flying the 380 and mainly the logo. Um, I started doing, on the 380 and the logo, I started doing uh, just flat battery after battery. I would take off, go back and forth a little, make sure everything's good. And then I just started doing pure flips, pure flip, pure flip, over and over again. Reset, pure flip. Reset, pure flip. Just keep on doing, you know, do a pure flip. If it didn't move, I would do a pure flip right after. Double, triple. Um, yeah, dude, and- you're killing it, man. For a guy that just told me, you know, I don't, I haven't done pure flips in a long time, and you haven't. I haven't seen yeah. you do them. I was like, wow, man. So I, I started getting better with them. They started. Sometimes they would kind of carry away, you know. Um, I notice, especially with the 700, the logo, that I don't even have to give negative pitch. I just yeah. pop it, do my stir. As I'm stirring, I kind of go neutral on the, you know, when it's flipped over. And then, um, you know, I'm still stirring, and then I just pop it back up. So um, I was doing it. I was probably doing it about 20 feet, maybe 15, maybe 25, you know, in that general area. Um, especially with the 380, I was doing that much lower. But with the logo, yeah, I was I was doing it pretty low, and and one thing I was doing is I was doing the pure flips, and I started slowing slowing them down, breaking down the each portion. So the you know um, the first half of the pure, and then do the second half of the pure. And when I did the first half and the second half, I would kind of slow the tail down, if that makes any sense. And it ended up becoming would look like a Mobius flip. It would travel more in the air, but it would flip over slower, and it would like it'd be like two moves. It'd be like, you know, like the heli would trying to describe it. The heli would flip forward, and then the tail would come around, and then I'll be sort of sort of like inverted, 
for a little bit, like 45 degrees, and then I'll pop it up and then do the other half of the pure flip. And it was basically a Mobius flip uh, or Mobius transition. So I think I kind of have it, you know, I mean, I got to practice it more, but um, to my basic understanding or feel of the the gimbals, I can do either a, a, you know, a pure flip or I could slow it down and do a Mobius flip. And it's weird because you slow down the rudder, but you move the cyclic even faster, which is like vroom, vroom, you know, like oh. stir, stir. It's like, but you're, you're, you don't have to do so much uh, rudder. So it's kind of cool. It's, it's different. I don't know. I mean, I'm probably explaining it totally wrong and everyone's going to be like, nah, that's not how you do it, dude. But um, that's just the way it felt when I was doing it. And um, so it was great. It was, it was awesome. So I think uh, I'm going to keep practicing those, especially like when it's, you know, when I just have like a pack or two, it's like, all right, time to just practice. You know, let's stop fooling around. Let me, let me get some practice in. Uh, so, yeah, that was awesome. Cool, man. Uh, yeah. And then besides that, I've been uh, actually away. So after that Saturday, I uh, spent some time with the family on Sunday. But then uh, I, I'm out here in Minnesota, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Twin Cities area right now. So I'm recording from my hotel room. And, uh, yeah, for a, a work conference. And it's, it's pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. It's a hotel room? Uh, it's a hotel room. Is it cold yeah. there? No, actually, it's not. I've been wearing a hoodie in the morning. And then by afternoon, it's warm enough to not even wear a hoodie. Wow. And then at nighttime, it gets a little, you know, cool again. But, yeah, it's not bad at all. Uh, the hotel room's weird. It's nice. Very contemporary. <laughs> but, you know, I've never seen a square toilet before. <laughs> Um, so I got to make note of that. And like, you know, when you walk into a room, usually like everything is a square. My room's kind of like a triangle. So like the, you know, I have a king size bed in here and it's kind of in an angle. It's, it's weird. Jeez. And, and one other thing I thought was very weird is I walked into the room and after I checked in and I was like, why is the TV on? Well, that's weird. Yeah. Like even if room service, like not room service, uh, maid service that the room, that day, why would the TV be on still? I don't know. I just, I just thought it was odd. But, um, yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever walked into a hotel room and a TV's been on. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. You know, so. But, yeah, it's Tuesday, and I got another uh, three more days here. I'll be flying back uh, Friday early afternoon. So by the time I'm going to have to, I guess I'll have to release this episode or post this episode while I'm here, too. So. Oh, boy. Oh, and one more thing. Besides that, my <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of things, huh? Uh, my Goblin Seven Hundred airframe donor airframe, I call it. Um, yeah, it was signature required. I oh, wasn't oh but crap. luckily, this is weird. I've never had this happen. Let me and let me ask you if you've ever had this happen. But basically, there's like a a local. It's not a UPS store per se. It's like a Spanish like music store, but I guess they do like UPS shipping from there. So on the the you know we've missed you letter like little note posted thing they put on the door or on the mailbox right. said that yeah we missed you we're gonna be dropping it off at this location for seven days and I'm like and and you know my my uh, fiance takes a picture of it and sends it to me and I'm like what the hell is Rinchichilo, Rinchichilo, whatever it is. I was like, what the hell is that? 
So I Google it and I find that it's it's like down the street uh, from my place on Main Street here, and it's like a a music store, a Spanish music store that does like UPS shipping out of. I'm doing air quotes right now. Um, so yeah, they they're gonna hold it till the 25th. So basically, when I fly back to 21st, you know, I'll try to stop by, or if, if you know Maria can go pick it up for me before then, then great. I'm more interested in the Spanish music. Like, what is that? Like, Telemundo? Like, Spanish music? Like, I don't even know. Salsa, merengue. Salsa, merengue? <laughs> merengue. You know, Spanish music. Uh, all right. Latin music. Okay. I don't know if, like, you meant Santana or Jennifer Lopez or something, and I don't know. Maybe Santana, but not... Jennifer Lopez. Dude, Jennifer Lopez is Jenny from the block, dude. Yeah. You can't get more maybe, Spanish maybe more, and down to earth than that, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> it's just like, ugh. Yeah. Well, that's so weird. Anyways. Yeah, I, I have had that. No, I have had that happen to me where uh, the guy's like, hey, I'll have the package down here. at uh, the, I have a UPS store that's down the street. And, you know, yeah, like they'll sit there for whenever. But I can remember FedEx doing that in like FedEx Kinkos or something uh-huh. by the mall. And, oh, my God, dude, that was – I can remember. I don't even know what it was. It was something – it was probably something RC-related that I was waiting for. And I went over. They told me – FedEx told me, oh, we missed you, blah, blah, blah. Your package is going to be over here for like exactly like you uh-huh. said, like a week. Uh-huh. You can go to the Kinkos by the mall. I go to the Kinkos by the mall, and the kid's like, we don't hold any stuff over here. If you want, you can you can drive over to the FedEx distribution center, which is like on the other side of town, and you know it's this big area, and it's at night, and it's all gated off, and yeah, you don't know how to get in and out. I remember right. driving over, and I got to go see somebody that's like by chance get a hold of this guy, and he goes in the back, and it was a big nightmare, man. But now, and now delivery's been pretty good, though. I mean, like I said before, we've got a new we got a new delivery guy when it's USPS, but FedEx is up here a lot, and so is UPS. They know my house really well. <laughs> I, you know, I I thought that they would like at least bring it to back to their place or try to do a second attempt. Yeah, you would think they would do a second or a third, or and then yeah. do that. I think that's what the uh, UPS guy uh, left me that one time. But it's so, so much it's better now that they're coming up here. Yeah, yeah. Cool, dude. But I gotta say, before we get off what we did this week, dude, you um are like really impressing me with the the helicopter flying you're doing because you're taking these maneuvers that I've seen you do. Stop, do it, reset, do it. You know, mm-hmm. and you're just like flowing stuff together a lot quicker, man. Like you're coming out of you're coming out of the pyro flips and doing TikToks. I know you've been doing that, but then there was another thing yeah. you were doing. You were doing you were doing funnel tail down funnels, and you were like pyroing like. At, at certain spots during the funnel, man, I was like, dude, yeah. this guy's freaking just unbelievable. Yeah, those are my two new moves that I've been practicing. The uh, Basically, uh, a pure flip, and I leave the tail um, pointing to the left, and I do it right to aileron TikToks. Yeah. So that's one move I've been practicing. The other move is... It's the one I, I, you know, I, I did for the first time that day, right? That was Saturday, yeah. Yeah. I think that was the first time I did it. It was... Um, or was it the weekend before? No, that might have been no. the weekend before. I think it was this past weekend. Yeah, where I'm doing a tail down funnel and it skids out, but like 
I'll just pick a random time, whether the skids are pointing at me and the helicopter skids out towards me or if the you know, skids are out the other way in the funnel where I'm seeing the top of the blades. Um, but I'll just like do a quick one eight, uh, 360 tail whip and then go right back into that funnel, you know? Yeah. So, so that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Actually, on the sim, I learned to do it at all four points when it's away from me, you know, in front of me, and then left and right. Yeah. The left and right ones are hard because you can't determine where that tail is, really, oh, if that yeah. makes any sense. Because yep. you just see it whip around and you don't know if it's down or a little bit, like, too, too much or too little. Um, and if it's either one and you give right aileron to continue your thing, your uh, your funnel, it just goes everywhere, either into the ground or into the sky. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, you're impress- you're impressing me too. I think, you know, you and I have both been practicing or not practicing, but flying helis almost. We've like, been pretty consistent religiously. Yeah, yeah, consistent. That's a better word for it. Yeah, we've been pretty consistent with the flying it and. And, you know, like, it's just, it's bound to just progress a little, you know, even it's just a little bit at a time, you know, you push yourself a little bit more each time, yeah. you know, you're going to progress. So, yeah, man, I got that. Um, my new move was driving the 380 into the ground and I think I got that nailed. Yeah. I think I taught you that though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Have you done that with yours? Oh, you did it uh, with the, yeah. Before you got the canopy, right? I did it with at Green Pond, but that wasn't my fault. The uh, I had a brownout, right? Spectrum with the mini V bar, and uh, that went in a little. And but that was that That was a lot of damage. That thing cost me like close to two hundred bucks. Was it really? And oh, I didn't geez. replace the canopy or boom. I replaced the frames and the yeah, all the other parts, landing skids, blades. Um, but then there was one time where that Lincoln guy was flying his quad around me. But but uh, I was flying and he took off right next to me and scared the sh- crap out of me. Like he was like, Meh. and I was like, what? What was that? I looked over to my right and then I looked forward. And I'm like, oh shit, my helix coming down to the ground. <laughs> oh, and, you know, I think it, it freaked me out. Where like I kind of gave a little negative on the gimbal, so it just went like came down and I smacked the ground and went back up. Oh, and then I hit throttle hold and smacked it down on the ground again. <laughs> but um, yeah, besides that, I yeah really. Um, I haven't thumb thumbed it, I guess, say like, really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so main topic time. So, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> so for this episode, um, you know, since we're taking a little break from there, uh, kind of, What's been, you know, last couple, last five episodes, you know, been the, um, the norm is, you know, we had a, a guest host on, you know, kind of get to know these people. But, uh, yeah, this week we're just kind of, what do you, what do you call it? Shooting the shit? <laughs> Shooting shit. Just chilling. Shooting shit. Shooting shit. Actually, you know, it's, it's cool that, that you and I get to just hang out and yeah. not, not be like, you know, how'd you get in a hobby and, Mm-hmm. I mean, that, those shows are great, and I really enjoy them. I don't know. It's cool to break it up every now and then. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, five episodes, and that's a month and a week of, of that. Um, like I said, we're going to continue next week and probably go for a couple more episodes. But for now, just to uh, 
So break it up. Uh, <laughs> We're just gonna do a show between you and I and mm-hmm. hang out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we got a couple of things to talk talk about, right? I mean, yeah. So <laughs> for our listeners, how did you like our last episode with Chris Diamante? Are you expecting an answer? Well, you're only gonna get one from Fred. Although we can't hear it, he's still gonna answer. Oh, Nick would do, right? I think Nick says he does that once in a while, too. <laughs> okay, so we had some technical difficulties last week. Yes. And it wasn't really apparent during the record. It was, uh, you know, we recorded, everyone was good, we had a great time. And then when it was over, I'll let you, Kevin, I'll let you take it on from here. Yeah, Um. well, since we started the podcast... Uh... There's only I, I use PC and I've done a little bit of research and there's only a few recording options for recording Skype calls. Mistake uh, number one with a PC. <laughs> That's mistake number one using a PC. Oh <laughs> uh, boy, I guess it is what it is. But anyways, um, we did use one early on called Pamela, and that one, uh-uh. that one at one point malfunctioned as well. I don't remember that Pamela really. Yeah. It was the last like ten fifteen minutes of an episode where it was me. It just repeated my feed over and over again. It was like did did did. It was like a skipping record, <laughs> and it, that was, that was the most intellectual sound I've made all podcast. So we've been using another program called Avair, and it's got a meter on it. It's a small little box program, and it starts up when Skype starts up, and it says you know we're recording, and the meter always has been pretty much you know it's about 20 bars it's always been in the first like five six bars so when we started recording last week for some reason uh, i didn't really do anything different to my computer i i added a driver a usb driver uh but i don't think that was what what caused this program to do what it did mm-hmm. um it peaked out the meters so i noticed that the meters were really high and i was like this that doesn't make sense let me stop the recording and play it back and when i stopped it and played it back uh-huh. It just sounded high, like the the levels were high, and I f- I felt like okay, I c- I can deal with it. I yeah. brought I brought it into our editing program, and I looked at it, and I was like, okay, this is okay. Um, yeah. so what we decided to do was just record the episode and and roll with it as it was. We didn't find out until the end of the episode that my audio was completely overrun by the second channel, which is your channel, the the call wait, wait. channel. So did you hear your audio? It was just like. But we were stepping on top of it, or you didn't hear your audio at all. I didn't hear my audio at all. It was almost like it, picture two tracks. Like I'm on the first track, and you guys are on the second track. And the second mm-hmm. track was a little delayed, and kind of like on the top track. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So there was an echo. There was like a reverb to it when I played it back, but there was no audio from me at all. Mm. So we batted around the idea of re-recording the whole episode which ah oh man i it was either that or i was gonna have to add my audio portion during the edit and yeah and it was my girl's birthday the next day i, I couldn't i couldn't jump on oh was it oh. yeah it was maria's birthday uh on the 12th so i couldn't i couldn't do that day anyways it would have to have been thursday and do a late release oh okay yeah so we were like uh what are we gonna do? And I said, you know what? Let me uh-huh. go home, and I'll see while during the edit how bad it's gonna be to add my portion back in. 
and because uh, I had done that before on the end of that one episode, and it was a little bit of a pain in the ass, but I had never uh-huh. done the entire like two hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I went home the, that night, and uh, good thing we kept show notes because uh, I went, I had those up as I was going along, and it it was a little bit of back and forth. I mean, probably about took me about five hours to get my portion back in there. Wow. And, and then I started editing a little bit. And mm-hmm. then even editing after that, you know, it's not like I'm right at the break where you guys um, stop. You know, it's just like it, I kind of learned as I was going halfway through the, the recording that if I waited until you guys made your comment, then I knew what I had said, you know. So my portion was like timed way, way too late. So there was a lot of time shifting going around during the edit and all that. Brown so, socks. Yeah, so I <laughs> so I basically edited the next day, uh, uh-huh. and and that took like another five hours or whatever it was. And oh my god, yeah. So it was it was an adventure for sure, man. But I yes. think it came out okay. When you guys listened to it that day, um, you know, you released it on Friday, mm-hmm. and when you guys had listened to it, you guys were like, "Yeah, I think you did a good job." Because I can't tell, you know, where you know it doesn't sound like you know I, I was recorded after the fact or anything. Yeah, I, I do feel like, um, so when I listened to it, I, I didn't notice any, like, parts where, like, you know, I said something and there wasn't a response from you, or or you said something and my response didn't match up with what you said. Yeah. Because that's probably one of the hardest parts. It's like, I said something about brown socks, like, what What are you talking about brown socks? And yeah. you had to go back and say, oh, the bra-, you know, and fill in that part. Um, but I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but did you add like a couple things? Because I, I remember talking and, you know, and I'll, I'll make a comment or I'll say something and then you'll, I don't remember you saying, oh yeah, or really, you know, like, and then I heard it, I was like, well, I guess he added that in. I, I don't know. Or was it there the whole time? I, I don't know. I don't remember. I, I, I actually did that on quite a few things, but then, uh, like edited, like edited it out. Yeah, I couldn't really tell. Um, I knew, so I was looking out for it. But I'm, you know, so, uh, you know, message us. Post yeah. on our Facebook. Let us know if you actually noticed that the, all the whole, you know, Kevin's whole part, that was done post. That was done the next day. Yeah. You know, and what else What else happened was when that audio transferred onto the other track, um, mm-hmm. for some reason there was a, if there was a little bit of a silent part before you guys spoke, there was a mm-hmm. hum and it was, it was bad. So I had to edit that out every time, which kind of, I can, I can force silence some of the stuff. Sometimes that, that adds a little pop noise in there. Sometimes I've noticed with audacity and audacity has been a great program, you know, it's free. Yeah. So sometimes I've noticed that when I'm editing a lot, when there's a lot of edits in an episode. So mm-hmm. I try not to do that too much. So I just had cut it out completely. So if it sounded like some of the stuff was a little quicker paced, that was just because I had to do that. Sure. But we didn't want to let you guys down out there. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to be like, oh, we can't do an episode this week because we don't know what happened. Right. So, right. So, so, yeah, man, you did. You did everything you could. And, you know, you got it done, man. Good job. Yeah. Thanks, man. Round of applause to Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, so now that we've experienced that uh, debacle, mm-hmm. uh, we've made a few changes on how we record stuff. 
Um, I know I record on my PC differently. I'm recording now with my voice only on Audacity, um, and I'm recording only your track, which is you and everybody that calls me Mm -hmm. um, on Avair. And also I picked up a a Tascam digital recorder uh, that I put in line to my headphone feed so I can record the whole thing you know as a as another like hard backup okay locally does your here. does your task end, is it split channel like are you on one channel and I'm on the other or is it all combined now no it's all combined okay i might be able to figure out how to do that but i'm not sure cuz i use uh we've said this before i use like a line 6 device a usb device mm-hmm. that takes the the microphone feed in you know to the computer and it's also right. got the feed out to my headphones mm-hmm. so i basically split that feed and and routed um that into this tascam device um recorder and that, i think you could probably that, do it yeah that thing's pretty uh pretty awesome man it's it looks like a old school you know cell phone you know before they had the it's about the size of an iphone but it looks like one of the older ones you know that didn't flip mm-hmm. uh, like a about, nokia yeah like an nokia back in the day yep huh and uh it's got two microphones on it. I'm curious to see how this will record if you know we go to an event or whatnot and you know it's all right. di- it's all digital so it's uh it's pretty so cool, man. It doesn't use like a little, you know, dat tape or anything. It's uh it's all onboard memory kind of record. Yeah, it came with a four gig card. Oh, okay. What kind of card? Like an S D card, micro S D? Yeah, it's a micro S D. Oh, perfect. I wonder if you could expand it thirty six gigs and then we'll have like Oh, I'm all sure the podcasts for you know. Yeah, I'm sure for, could. For the next six months or something. Cool. Yeah. So even though we're doing that, yes, you said that you're actually recording a copy as well. Yes. So uh, back on the episode you weren't on the uh, Fred Provost episode. What um, you know? Because I don't have your rig at your house. What I ended up doing is I ended up using a trial of a program. From I think the company was Ecam E C A A M M or C A M M. Okay. And it's like it's a Skype call recorder, and really what I'm seeing on my screen is this little box that says call recorder, and it has my input level, and then it has the output level, which is yours, and you know it has like your little settings, your stop or play uh, record button, and then like a little finder um, button where if I click that, it'll open up the the recorded file. Okay. And it was a cheap program. Um, back when it, with the Fred Povos episode, though, it was a free trial, so I didn't spend any money. I record that whole episode. You, you know, and I sent you the files, and you know, Kevin did the editing on that. And I mean, you know, as far as I can tell, you know, it was fine. Yeah, right? that worked good. Yeah, There's no issues with that episode. So my trial was over. Um, by the time this whole you know technical issue happened, but uh, so I ended up buying it. It was thirty bucks. No brainer. Yeah. Um, so that way we have uh, a split track record of the Skype call that we're using, and you know we have like a, basically a third layer of redundancy. So we have you know three redundant um, records so that we don't miss a week, so that Kevin doesn't have to re-edit you know his whole yeah. part again, or we have to re-edit or re-record the whole show again. Um, because you know, no one really has time for that. It's just, just so, you know, this takes a lot of time um, in one night to do, anyways, and then all the time that Kevin takes to edit it. That you know, any roll bumps like this just end up, you know, being a real headache for all of us. So 
Yeah, I think I sent you guys a uh, text message the next day after coming home that night and recording my section. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I think it's, I think it's manageable. I think I'll be able to, you know, get something out yeah. of it. But I never want to do that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, yeah. So I mean, yeah. Because there was some pretty good stuff that I, I probably had to cut out. That was probably funny, you know. Uh-huh. Um, one of my stupid comments. Yeah. We had and and the hardest part was like if we record this and you know we're talking to uh, Chris Diamante at the end of the show that like it's not going to be the same. Yeah. You know, because everything was so spontaneous and kind of off the cuff that, like, for us to pretend to do that again, it's not going to have the same feeling and, you know, emotion behind it. So, um, you know, and we don't want to scrap that episode. That was a really good episode. Yeah, and Chris is a nice kid, man, and really good helicopter pilot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was it was a good episode. Yeah, and, like, for us to redo it and then be like, oh, and, like, try to laugh brown socks joke when... Yeah. You know, like, we probably wouldn't even do it. You know, that we would probably just went right over that because it was just as spur at the moment type of deal. And, yeah. you know, sometimes you can't reproduce that type of uh, experience and motion at the time. So I'll tell you, dude, I think he's going to be going some places because he's he's not your – yeah, he flies really good. But for a young kid, he flies really smooth. And he's trying different things, like that low head speed thing he does. Mm-hmm. That's That's completely something you don't see. It's – out of the box you know and yeah. uh for a guy that flies that smooth to talk about some of the moves he was working on like that big ben thing you know seeing that going you know mm-hmm. and the night flying he did was really good too yeah do you remember you and i were talking to him i think yeah i think it was you and i we're talking to him at you know that sunday and you know like oh so awesome flying the helis through the the fireworks and everything and you know and i, and I think i mentioned i was like yeah i think i think a couple of him you know, hit some helis. He's like, yeah. Yeah, he got hit a couple yeah. times. I got hit three times with yeah. fireworks on this heli, you know? Yeah. That's just, and, you know, what it is is he's he's a really, he's a really good dude, right? I mean, you know, he's still a kid. And he has, like, so much of his, like, future ahead of him, you know, that I can see him by, you know, just two years when he turns 18, you know, how good he's going to be. Yeah. Uh, think about it in five years or ten years, you know, so... We might have the Diamante edition. <laughs> for sure, man. You never yeah, know. The low head speed version. You're right. It's geared for low head speed. Yep. Your uh, 700 size heli that you'll need a 6S power system or a battery system for it. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, man. Cool. Just amazing. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's kind of what uh, Kevin went through last week. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to get that episode. So, dude, that really shows your dedication to this uh, podcast, man. It really does. So, uh, you know, I thank you. I, I tip my hat. I tip my uh, hat for you, dude. Thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, I. it's just, you know, you get guys that, and it's not, I guess basically, you know, when, when, when stuff like that happens, you think about the guys that listen to us, like, like that we hear from all the time like chris mm-hmm. and frank and, and russ and and mm-hmm. uh you know all those guys um yeah and you don't want to let them down you know i mean how many times do we get guys that that write us and uh say hey you know i, I listen to you guys or um friday mornings you make like frank mordellis said just recently i think on facebook or, or message mm-hmm. one of us and said you know i listen to you guys Every Friday, you know, I'm, I'm I look forward to listening to you. So, dude, I I yeah. hate th- I hate that when that happens to me. <laughs> like when I, when I'm in that like you know yeah. uh, frame of mind where uh, uh-huh. you know 
this sucks. I got to do this Friday, whatever it is I got to do, you know, for work. And, you know, the day's starting out. And then you're like, oh, but you know what? I can I can download this episode of this and I can listen to this guy as I'm driving to work. And when it's not there now, it's dude, I'm twice as pissed as that guy. Just cut (laughs) me off. Right. (laughs) I'm giving two fingers. (laughs) <laughs> instead of while, one while also keeping your hands on the wheel right yes <laughs> so yeah um okay so uh yeah <laughs> so and that that basically comes from while i was editing last week i gotta bring that up man yeah what, go you, what you had said about you had read the itunes um names and you were the like yeah you were like i don't i don't know if, i'm not probably not saying this word for word but you were like Basically, you were saying, you know, in regards to butchering the names, um, sorry if I butchered anything. Please take no offense. And then you were like, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it, for some reason, it just struck me really funny. Maybe it was just all the hours I spent in front of the computer. But, <laughs> dude, I was laughing my ass off. I was like, yeah, sorry if I butchered your names. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a timing, you know. <laughs> um, sometimes I kind of like... In my head, I pause, but in real life, you know, I'm just like, did it, did it, did it, did it. Okay, okay, let's move on, you know, so. Yeah, and I mean, dude, unless your name's John Smith, I mean, everybody's going to, yeah, if you have somewhat of a rough name to pronounce. I Mine's, you know, Teshner, and it's I get people screwing that up all the time. It's all those consonants together screw people up for some reason. Right, Steve? Yes. Steve Young? I knew it was Teshner. K-Tech? Yeah, what did Alex call <laughs> K-Tech. Right? Oh, K-Tech. K-Tech, yeah. <laughs> oh, those guys, man. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything more for the main topic that we want to talk about? Nah, probably be a short episode. Yeah. Okay. So news. Dude, I, I do have something for news. What a great segue. We're talking about Alex from Flight Test. Um, oh, yeah? I've been watching their, you know, I subscribe to their YouTube feed, and uh, the latest one, I, I forget what vlog it is. I really do enjoy those uh, vlogs. Some of them are kind of get long, so it's hard to, you know, watch them all in one setting Yeah, for me, because, uh, you know, it's usually, like, when I have internet connection and, you know, it drops when I go in the subway or whatever, but, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying that extra content from Flight Test, so, yeah, if any of the Flight Test uh, crew is listening, you know, keep it up. I like it. Yes. It must be 19 because I'm looking at it now and I see 20 is different now. Uh, yeah, it's 19. But uh, Flight Test is uh, is experimenting with a triplane, with a mini triplane, which I thought was really cool, man. Full scale? No, no, a mini one. Like their little oh. one that takes the quad motor. Oh, oh like the little mini series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that that's on vlog 19. Um, you can see Josh Bixler... Uh, messing around with it and it looks like the thing will take like a 3s 1000 i don't know he had an 800 in there and he, I, okay. I think at one one time he said that was you know he needed a little more nose weight so uh um, oh, awesome so that'll be cool that i might actually that might be one that i actually build the only nice. the only mini i've built is the little scout so is it like the old german planes like the, the- yeah i think that's a uh fokker d7 i think what'd you guys, say guys will probably correct me I said Fokker. <laughs> like meet the Fockers? Like meet the Fockers. <laughs> Listen, Fokker. 
Alright. Explicit tag? Well. No, it's F O K K E R. Gosh. <laughs> I know that. Is it a DR1? What is the damn triplane now? Yeah, it's a DR1. It's a DR1, Sorry. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's what they're that's what they're messing nice. around with. Does it have like the uh, I forgot what it's called on the on the ailerons? It has like the curvy bits. Yeah, I forgot what they call it. Those though. curvy bits. <laughs> There's a name for it. I forgot that's... what it's called. I don't know, but yeah, on the ailerons they, or the trailing edge of the wing, it's all yeah. curved like what like your uh, your purple monster. Oh, oh, like scalloped. Scalloped. That's it. Yes. I'm not sure if they did that on the flight test one. But I, I noticed they had, like, you know how the wing is, when you look down from the top, the wing, the aileron kind of bumps out. It has that rounded piece on the on the trailing on edge, the sort of. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. a little bit bigger piece. Like yep. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and actually, I was it, it's, it sparked my interest in, uh, in that plane, and I looked up uh, Twisted Hobbies is making yeah, a version, version of that. Yep. I, I heard that's I was, really good. I was checking that out, thinking about that. Maybe for the winter time, who knows? Nice. <laughs> like I don't have enough planes. Why don't we talk about uh, Chris and his new twisted hobby, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah. mention that in uh, in something. We can talk about that now, though. I mentioned yeah. that the Facebook stuff. Yeah, Chris yeah. has got a um, a uh, mini crack yak. Mini crack yak. Yak. Yeah. <sighs> I can't even say that. <laughs> yeah, thirty-two uh, inch it? crack yak. Thirty-two. Yes. Uh-huh. From twisted hobbies. And he bought that thing, opened the box, and had it together in one night. Yeah, basically. He, he made it the next day. Yeah, I don't know how the hell he did that, man. I, he said the I, glue wasn't fully dry that night. <laughs> he oh, was, like, working geez. on it and the glue was still wet. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I mean, you know, I don't think it's that hard because if you think about it, when you build a plane with uh, foam tack or welders, glue, the... Oh, maybe he used welders. Right? The, no, he used foam tack. Oh, the did same thing as the foam tack. What you do is you you know, you take your two pieces of foam, you tack it, tack it, you know, push it together, separate it, push it together, get a good tack on it, and you leave it five minutes. Next time you tack it together, it's permanent. You don't need to let it dry. I mean, you do need to let it fully cure, but oh. it's on, it doesn't pull apart. Oh, so you you tack it, you go on, off, on, off, on, off, and then leave it off for like leave five minutes. Off. Yeah, oh, let, it, okay. let it dry up a little, and then when you finally you kind of like fold it together, like start from one edge and move to the oh, rest I of didn't it. Know that? Yeah, when you build a, a you know those foam planes like that, as soon as you tack it on, like as soon as that last bit where you glue it together, that's right. it. It it's, stays on there. You don't. You can't really take it apart. To you're, you're taking foam is going to start breaking. You know before the glue does. It's like putting formica down, spraying both sides, and then. Wait and exactly. it's tacky and then bam. Oh, yep. okay. See so what happens when you said. see what you should do, kids. You should read the instructions because I didn't read the instructions on that. And for the last two years, I've been just like putting that stuff on it and jamming it together. Yes. And you only do that on parts that are like wing halves, the uh, fuselage halves. Like when you don't need to move it after you put it together. Don't do it for parts that you need to move it after you put it together or you have to kind of. Right. Wiggle to get it in there because yeah. then it's stuck in oh, a okay. weird position. But like when you're doing your uh, glue hinges for your ailerons, or yeah. when you're doing like you know like the two halves of the fuselage, not the uh, perpendicular parts, but like if there's two halves that you have to glue together, like the top and bottom part of the fuselage, you can do it like that, okay. and it works really well. Both uh, halves of the wing, you can do it that way. 
and, and, and it just makes it simpler because like you don't have to keep it there forever to let it dry. You let it dry on its own separately, which dries a lot quicker because it's less glue, um, you know, in there. And then it just stick it together and you're good to go. And you can move it around. You don't have to worry about, like, it coming apart. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, um, I was was amazed at how quick he built that thing because I was like, geez, I'm still trying to get the bottle open the first night. (laughs) And he's got it already done, dude. I was like, wow. Yeah, and then he maidened it the next day, and he's going to use that to fly around in his front yard. Yeah, and, and you know, I know Chris has been flying, you know, he has, what, 30, 30 plus years of experience. But, I mean, he flies that little, you know, he flies these little 3D foamies really well, man. Yeah, he does. For yeah. someone I know who's been flying helicopters primarily for, what, the last four or five years or something like that, I think he said. Well, that's just it. That's my favorite, that's my favorite joke, dude, about him. Kyle Stacy is like, you know. When they see him fly the helicopter after he flies that, you know, they're, they're like, wow, that planker can fly that heli pretty good. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Cool. Um, let's see. Do we have anything else? No. Our Not friend Muse bought a 700. Mm. Wait a minute. What? Muse? Muse bought a 700? Bought a 700. Protos Max V2. Oh, man. Does this mean I got to start wearing my motorcycle helmet to the field? <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, Dude, Muse. I, I, I saw his uh, last flight. I think he was flying the Goblin Five Hundred. He's he's learning. He's progressing, man. He's uh, yeah. he's getting there. He's so doing surely getting. Dude, he's better. like flipping it. Invert like he's so far along from my path, man. When I started, yeah, because he was tailing hovers basically towards the end of our time at Green Pond. Yeah, and, and, and even like then it was pretty it sketchy. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's been doing I, I, great, man. I still remember the day he was doing tail and hover with the Blade 450. And I'm standing next to him just spotting him. And all of a sudden, he's like, I lost it. And he just hands me the controller. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What? Oh, okay. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> you, oh, so you got it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I brought it safely. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, I mean, we, we've known him for a little bit at that time. Like, you know, he just started coming out there. Yeah, um, yeah, man. I remember he had that. Didn't he have a smaller vert? He had something really small. He had like that. The, yeah, he had the one twenty. Uh huh. Yeah, that was garbage. Yeah, dude. I was looking through pictures I had um, on my phone, man, from years ago when we used to fly out by Jeff there, and I remember you having your one twenty out there and uh, your FT three D and a lot of FT planes we used to fly over there, man. It's yeah. like it's funny because I look at those pictures and I go, "That plane's gone. That plane's gone. That plane's gone." I don't know where <laughs> that plane is. I'm, uh, that plane might be gone. You know, is that the day you flew the Viggen into the? the I the don't light? remember. Was that the? Yeah, I don't remember. We were at the field, uh, that park, and or the school. It was a school. Yeah. And then a guy comes with like a six hundred nitro and a seven hundred nitro, and he's like flying like four feet away from us. Yeah, he's just, shut out of all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't oh, he wasn't doing he wasn't doing anything nose in. He was just going back and forth right in front of us. Yeah, but I mean he had his coordinated turns. He was, you know, banking, turning, pulling the rudder around. Like he, you know. Yeah. He was fine flying, but for that size machine, he was flying way too close to himself. Way too close to us, yeah. 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 Uh, himself. And we were still ten feet back behind him. We were like, oh, that's way too close. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's also we were very uh, heli noobs back then, you yeah. know. So, but yeah, 
it's all good. Yeah, good so, for yeah, you, Muse. Good. So what the yeah. hell did he buy? What did he buy? He didn't buy a Goblin. No, a Protos. A Protos. MSH Protos Max V2. Oh. Yeah. Damn, man. Yeah, that was the uh, that was one of the birds I was thinking about buying. Yeah, yep. So, yeah. Cool, man. I might still get it. We'll see. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I don't know. Maybe it's because, like, my Goblin has been just – my 700 comp has just been sitting there in a box, a 4 by 10 box. I just been like, oh man, I want to buy another seven hundred now, <laughs> you know. Oh, and I know I'll get that fixed, you know, probably if not this weekend for next weekend. But I'm thinking like, oh man, I want a third seven hundred dead. <laughs> now, are you using the same power system from that from the Goblin on the logo now? No, the logo was new motor, new ESC, but same servo and flybarless unit from uh, the five seventy that I sold. Right. But I'm, I guess I meant battery. Are you using the battery packs? On from, the logo? From the 700? From the Goblin to the logo? No. I can. Oh, uh, really? So you you got another two set of stick packs for the... <laughs> yeah. Wow, dude. That's another $280 per is stick your, pack. Is your job hiring? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're dude, always that's hiring. A, that's a lot of money. <laughs> it is. It's 560 bucks in batteries. Yeah. I got one brand new from my local hobby shop up in, which used to be in uh, Muncie, New York, but they moved to Mawa or Ramsey. They moved to Ramsey, New Jersey. Um, you know, I pay cash. The guy gives me, you know, a little discount. Is that's that the store? Is that the place we went to? The warehouse? No. Oh, that's the warehouse. Okay. Yeah. No, there there was that one on that side, like on that kind of like in that plaza we went to that one time. Are you talking about the Majas hobby shop? Yeah, the little one where you go upstairs and it's like this little. Yeah, the guy was shop. working on like a, the guy was working on a plane in the back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's not from him. Um, yeah, this is like you know, this is more of an online retail, like their online store. Yeah. But yeah. they allow you know they for folks that that buy a lot from them, I think they kind of allow them to come in and and buy and and usually you know because I usually. Um, I pay cash, so he kind of gives me a little break, a discount on it, because he doesn't have to ship it. He doesn't have to pay eBay fees or any of that stuff. So um, he gives me a little discount on it. So I think I went there and I got like $350 worth of parts for like 300 or something like that. Nice. Like including a battery and like a bunch of parts. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, he hooked it up, you know. So so like usually I go there when I'm making one, two, two criterias. When I want it that day or the next day, like I want it for the weekend, I know shipping's not going to make in time. And if I have the cash, if I don't have to use like PayPal or whatever, and I have the cash on me, then I'll just uh, I'll go there and, and get it directly. It's it's like a thirty minute drive from my house. It's not far at all. Yeah. So, and you know they're open on Saturdays, so I could just go up there. And then usually, you know, we were flying on Sunday, so I would have it for the next day. Um, yeah, and then the other battery pack, uh, uh, Anthony's Hobby Shop hooked it up. So, oh, you know, so I got no. a good deal on that too. Are, you know? are they the same batteries though? Yeah, okay. five thousand, uh, five thousand milliamp, twelve S poles, forty five Cs. I, I like, I have the two six S packs on the Goblin seven hundred uh, tray, the KD tray. Right. So I don't want to take that apart. Oh, okay. But if I want to take the other twelve S stick pack, I have, I can just take it off, put it on the tray, and then fly it in my heli cool yeah the only other thing is that like on the mikados i've learned to use velcro and they recommend you know they they give you velcro for it 
while the goblins I used double sided tape, so Oh okay. And, shit. and it's like, yeah, I got two and two. That's fine. My my seven hundred's gonna you know, my goblin seven hundred's gonna be back in the air soon again. So Damn, it's pretty soon you're just gonna be back to back seven hundreds, dude. I think I, I think that's what I want. Oy. You know, I, I'm I'm you don't understand. Like I'm I'm actually considering selling my three eighties so I could buy another seven hundred and just keep the oxy and the seven hundred. That's you know? cool, man. Yeah. No, I'm 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 liking where I'm at. I really like the five seventy. I really, really like flying that thing. Um it's really a lot more floatier than the three eighty. Not as much as the seven hundred. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. <laughs> oh uh, shit. So I was there too, man. I mean, you know me when I had the blade four uh five fifty X. I was like, Oh, it's so good, I'm so scared of it, it's so big. And yeah. then I got the God Seven, and then that was scary. And then when I got used to that, I was like, I don't need this five fifty anymore. Yeah, there's no benefit of the five fifty except for the price of the battery packs. That's the only thing. Everything else is pretty much relatively close to pricing. Like, uh, maybe not the ESC and motors a lot more expensive, but the servos they're all the same size. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Like, geez, when we started this podcast, I was flying that one eighty like crazy, and I really enjoyed it. And it just got to a point where you know when it's time to give it up, you know? Yeah, but the thing is, for you, like, a 570, you might never reach that time to give it up unless you try, like, unless you want a 700. Like, there's, yeah, 700s are floatier, they have more power, you know, bigger presence, um, they fly better, more stable. But 570 is a 600 size. It's very close. It's going to be pretty floaty, you know, but cheaper on your batteries your motor and ecs are cheaper um well that's just it i was gonna bring up three things to say about that i'm cheap i'm cheap and i'm cheap so (laughs) so, yeah so i mean cycle i mean if i added up what i put into the 570 it's probably you know a lot of money but the way i did it was i pieced it you know i got the frame from chris and the frame the esc and the motor and you know made him gave him a couple of payments and then you know anthony had some servos and paid him got servos from him and you know just yeah. kind of like worked it out that way but let's just uh, <laughs> i'm gonna play devil's advocate here so oh boy so let's just say you get 800 for that airframe right or 700 for that airframe but you get a 700 heli airframe for like six or five you could get a protos Max V2, brand new for six ninety nine with a brain. Yeah. And you have the servos. Yeah. You know, you have a deal for it, so you sell the icon, right? And then all you need is a motor and um, what the hell is that? Motor ESC. Do you have two <laughs> battery packs for the seven hundred or the five seventy? What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, huh? I do. I I do. So then boom, there's just twelve S stick pack. So you just need a motor and an ESC. And you sell that thing for seven hundred bucks, boom, you're 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 good to go. Hmm. You're in the seven hundred class range now. That's very little out of your pocket. Like it's it is some money, but you know, it's like it's minimal. But then I it. run the risk of the wife actually seeing it and and, and <laughs> no. <like. laughs> you should just be like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? That's the same that's the same helicopter I've always had. It's not a helicopter, that's my leaf blower. <laughs> That's I got, a lot more. I, I got it in the shed next to the rakes and shovels, you know. <laughs> just hang, hanging, hanging in there. It's not a helicopter. Do you think she would notice a difference in size? Is she like? 
one you know, day the 570 just immaculately turned into a 700? <laughs> well, I just have enough room to hang the 570 and then the smaller helis on that shelf oh, set up on the wire up. shelf. Okay, yeah. Uh, in the garage. So, yeah, it wouldn't fit there, so I'd have to figure out something. Yeah, and then if it's hanging next to a Goblin 380 and an Oxy, it's going to look humongous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, maybe week. one day. Next week. Next week. You can buy it next, next week. week. <laughs> you got to sell that 570 first. No, yeah. I like the 570, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I can't get over how great I, I like the 700 now. I'm not scared of it anymore, and that's the biggest thing. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not scared of crashing it, really. Like, it sucks to crash it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. You know, I dropped, like, almost $600 on fixing my Goblin 700, but... The you know just the the performance and everything and I, I just I like it I can't I don't know and I'm used to it I like it I like flying that size that class heli now that's cool uh, you know I I I look at it this way if it's gonna happen it'll happen I'll I'll work into it the same way I worked into the five seventy you want to buy a Goblin seven hundred airframe oh boy we'll have to talk off the air <laughs> <laughs> okay you didn't say no you said we will have to talk so. <laughs> Nah, but yeah, let me get a little bit of, you know, let me get a couple flights on and I'll buy the, the Black Thunder 700. I'll spend the money, you'll get the discounts. You'll find right. I like the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, I guess uh, let's move on then. All right, man. So, let's... yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> What's next for you now? <laughs> well, dude, we got our, our perpetually rescheduled Frank and Fly. <laughs> to go yes. to this weekend which uh i'm i still haven't like every time he reschedules it i'm like oh well then i can have a couple drinks friday night and i don't have to worry about putting a plane together so if it goes through again uh i'll probably be working on that this friday um putting that together maybe thursday who knows my suck air my corsair and sukhoi mix i ordered everything hopefully everything i need for the 380 i ordered my uh pin for the 570 and like I said, I I think I have everything to fix a sport, so mm-hmm. I'll probably be working on those. You know, I'm man. It's just there's there's never enough time, never enough hours in the day. I really wanna, I really wanna fix that Corsair that I made, that one that Alp put out on the flight test forums. Yeah, because um, that thing, dude. Long. Every every time I go downstairs, it's staring me in the face, and I'm like, damn, I gotta get that. And it's all it's gonna take is just putting the motor in the EAC in it and figuring out where the CG is because. I think I got all the servos in it and think the push rods are done and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I got to get that thing going because I put retracks in it. It's a freaking Dollar Tree plane with retracks. I got to see how that's going to go. Yeah, I want to see it. Cool. So, and uh, you know what? I never ordered the uh, servo for the Scorpion. I got to look at what servo that is for the flaps. You know, probably yeah. just get them both. And I don't think it matters what servo to put in that. I can put whatever I want in there. I mean, you want as, the timing to be the same as the other one. I would just. Right, Go but to I did the, and buy a replacement. But I did the timing in the radio. Yeah, but like you did the timing as like okay, thirty percent four second delay. Right. Four second delay is when it like it moves the servo, but like if it has like a bigger dead bed, it's gonna move it more or less. It might move uneven. It's just it's best to have them matching. Well, yeah, so that's can, what I was gonna do. Like I could I could replace them both with whatever I whatever yeah. I find as long as they fit in there. Yeah, you can replace them both with whatever fits in there, um, or you could just buy one from Freewing. I'm sure they sell replacements. Yeah. So, 
or by two, and then you have one extra, you know, for later. Yeah, because I want to fly that thing again. It was yeah. it was a lot of fun flying it. it. Just landing was landing. I probably should have cut the power sooner and had more flaps. But I, it was you know, it was the first flight. I was just checking it out, mm-hmm. which we Facebook live if anybody wants to see it. Yeah, I don't just fly stuff pristine. I do crash quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So and if uh, <laughs> if you do check out that Facebook live feed for that, uh, um, you also get to see Kevin's uh, crashed. Uh, 380. I went to your car. And right, right. In the back of the that, Jeep. Yeah. Yep. In the back of the Jeep. Yeah. So you can, you can see, see that. that. You see my, my little 450 scale heli. Mm-hmm. Yep. And all the stuff you kind of gave us, gave everybody a tour of the, the whole yeah, setup, the setup. We had there. Yeah. Right. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So that's it for all me, right. dude. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I'll fly back from Minnesota this Friday. I will get, <laughs> I will fix up my Goblin 700. Hopefully uh, it's still there <laughs> and I can pick it up or my girl will pick it up. Uh, one thing I didn't mention earlier in what I've been up to is uh, before I left, the Lynx Zap 210 race quad, uh, you know, I, I think it was on the episode with, um, with the FT Community cast. And I was talking about how when I did the Puros, it would uh, – gain altitude so what i ended up doing is because uh, the flight controller was in between the front two blades like the front two motors if you looked at the frame looking down on it you would see that the flight controller is right behind the the fpv cap so what i did is i uh unsoldered all the power leads to the flight controller and i had enough uh, room on the motor leads and all the rest of the wiring to actually put that in the middle of the motor layout so if you were to look down on it and you see the four motors, it would be right in the middle of it. So that should alleviate that. Alleviate that. Uh, so I'll give that a try. Uh, we'll see. Maybe this weekend if I feel like lugging my DX9 out again. And, uh, yeah, I'll try to give that a fly. I'll have the 700, hopefully. I want to bust my ass trying to get that fixed in one or two nights, that Friday and Saturday. Um, I won't be flying Saturday. I know you said I think Saturday works for you, so we might be flying on uh, opposite days there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'll definitely try to get out on Sunday and do uh, do some flights in. I want to keep keep working on those pure flips and those Mobius flips or transitions and go from there. Cool. That's about it for me. Okay. Cool, so, yeah. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up then. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. I guess we'll just kind of go with this new format. Facebook seems to be the first thing on this list, so we'll go with that. We have 334 Facebook likes. That's three from last week. And our lovely uh, friends at Facebook have hooked us up with an extra one because I see four names here. (laughs) Nice. Usually it's one less. Now it's one more. They're awesome. screwing with you, Steve. I know, man. They're, they're playing. They're playing with my emotions. These results are rigged. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's uh, read these off. Okay. Wait, wait. I think we need. I need. I think I need the music for this one. Yeah, yeah. one name or two names. No, one name. I need the music. You'll need three out of four, dude. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Cool. Let's start. So we got Kevin Maldonado. We got Carl Morton Sandvik. Yeah, that one's kind of weird. Sandvik. Is that how you pronounce it? It, yeah. it sounds like a Swedish almost where like you don't pronounce something. 
Oh, we do yeah. have a lot of listeners in Sweden. So. All right. And then next on the list, we have Stephen Allen Pritchard. And our friend. Wait a minute. So he didn't like us before he came on the show? Right. Christopher Diamante. <laughs> Christopher the Cadillac Diamante. Or the Mitsubishi Diamante. The, it's, uh, <laughs> or is it Diamante? No, it's you know, Diamante. Yeah. Whenever people pass me in a Mitsubishi, I kind of feel sorry for them. Why? Anthony drives one. I actually do. Oh, does he? Yeah, so he, is, he is a Lancer. <laughs> well, dude, I had a I had a Dodge Stealth, which was the 3000 GT Dodge ripoff of the Mitsubishi product. And the funny thing is, I had a 3000 GT. <laughs> no, you didn't, did you? Yeah, 96 3000 GT. Uh, it wasn't a VR4. It was like the SL model, front-wheel drive V6. Yeah, single overhead cam? Yep. Damn, dude. I ran a 14 flat at the racetrack with that thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, with, with my whole trunk, you know, you, you had Dodge stuff, right? I had an RT. Yeah, so you know how the back trunk was like, like eight inches deep, but it was big. Yeah, I had that full to like where the top cover comes down and lays on top of it. Right, like that little cover that kind of makes it so you don't see in the trunk from the windshield, the back windshield. I had that full with bowling balls, garbage, my tools, like all this shit. At the racetrack, they didn't check. I ride a 4T flat with all that garbage oh, in it. <laughs> with regular street tires, everything, just stock. I was like, all right, I'm going to run it. It was like open whatever at English Town, and I just, I ran it, and I ran like a 14.01 or something like that. Dude, that was the car I had, um, and I don't want to hurt anybody's ears, back in my playa days. <laughs> player, player. Dude, every girl that got in that car said the same thing because they would say they would see the dashboard that was all lit up like the RT had the, the yeah, CD yeah. and the tape drive like at that and time. And had the three and, gauges, right? The three pod. Yep. Uh-huh. They would all say the same thing. Wow, look at this. Now that car was... I had one girl tell me, this car is jazzy. Jazzy? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Who uses that word? What was know. this? <laughs> it was 1950. <laughs> but... Um, when I went back in time to pick up chicks. Um, that was your, your uh, DeLorean. <laughs> yeah, it was my DeLorean. Yep, exactly. My version of DeLorean. Because it's those 1940s head hairstyles, dude, that really do it for me. Anyways, TMI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we talked about some Facebook comments. Uh-huh. I saw that uh, the Mohawk Valley Firebird Radio Control Modelers Club shared a link to our podcast number 44, which was the one with Chris in it. And mm-hmm. I went on their Facebook page, man, and it seems like uh, those guys fly a lot of jets wherever they're at. I think they're up nice. in New York State somewhere. So if you go on their Facebook page, you're going to see a lot of pictures of jets and one guy without a shirt. All right. Is that yeah. Chris's club? Maybe that's uh, Diamante's local club? Oh, it might be. If so, we should uh, check that out. I'd love to go see some. Yeah, jets. some cool yeah. jet stuff going on up there, man. Big stuff, too, man. Nice. Oh, you know where it probably is? Mohawk Valley. That's probably where it is. I don't know where that is. I don't know either. It's probably upstate New York somewhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we'll step, you know, we'll try to go up there one of these days. Uh, Frankfurt. Hmm. Frankfurt, New York is where it is. I don't know where that is. It's probably up there somewhere. All right. Cool. And um, this one is... Uh, it was he? This guy actually messaged me on Facebook. Uh, so I think he friended me and messaged me. His name is Andrew Snyder. 
I'm not sure where he's from, but uh, he wrote to me and said, hey, just wanted to say love the show. You guys are a hoot. Um, you know, I was kind of going back and forth with him, talking to him, uh, you know, and asked him what his fleet looks like. And he said his fleet consists of an FT Bronco, FT 3D, some FT Arrows, three ugly stick point forties, wow. uh, great planes you can do for uh, 60 size, uh, 0.60, I guess, motor, and then uh, a 91 inch Piper Cup. Wow. And he, yeah, and he said he just started in the hobby. And I'm like, wow. That's a pretty decent, you know, uh, fleet you got here. Just starting in the hobby, you have, I mean, three ugly sticks, three nitro planes, four with the great planes. I think the Piper is probably nitro too. So, you know, you're talking about five nitro planes and then, you know, maybe about four or five, uh, you know, electric uh, FT planes. Yeah. You, you sure know? this isn't Anthony's cousin? <laughs> but, no, dude, and he said uh, the Bronco is pretty cool, man. Like, yeah, I haven't built one of those, so that's cool, man. Yeah, I want to build either that or the, uh, you know, the cargo plane. Yeah, <laughs> gotta bring up that cargo <laughs> plane, don't you? <laughs> gotta bring it up. <laughs> yes. Um, he also did mention that. Um, let's see here. I'm just bringing it up. Yeah, can't wait to meet you guys at Flight Fest 17. So yeah, I guess uh, he lives in the states. I'm guessing if he's going to, you know. Uh, Flyfest. I mean, okay. maybe not. Maybe he's in Europe. I'm not sure. But um, it looks like he's going to Flyfest. So yeah, you have to meet him up there. So that's he didn't say cool. he was openly Canadian. Um, I did not see him say a <laughs> at all in any of his uh, okay. okay, a his messages. I think that Great Plains is the Great Plains you can do 3D. Yeah, Great Plains you can do. Yeah, or is it you can do 3D? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Oh, actually, looking at Messenger, he lives in Iowa. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, thanks for the kind words. Yeah, thank you and, very much. Yeah, definitely. Wanna, definitely, uh, we'll, we'll fly, you know, fly together. Cool. Cool. All right, website comments. Yeah, our buddy Javier sent us an email. Hey, Javier. And uh, he said he was, I guess he's he's uh, reading stuff on Facebook about our crashes and stuff, and he was like, it's it's cool that you guys had a nice day to fly, right? Um, he assumes we were trying to do more stuff because uh, we were crashing. Um, not really. I was just trying to avoid the planet, as Gina would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he said that he had to give us both a, a 10 for our attitude and that his situation gets him down when he crashes because uh, he's usually grounded for a while. But um, mm-hmm. he said it was. He commends us highly for our good spirit about crashing. Mm-hmm. So thank you. I'm glad you cut the the video feed, the Facebook live feed, where I was destroying the outhouse. <laughs> I was so That's why off. it's not there anymore. <laughs> it's not there anymore. <laughs> I got a I got a piece of wood out of the forest, and I was clubbing the outhouse. No, uh, nah. dude, you got to realize it's part of it. You know, and it's just it sucks. Even I. Dude, uh, we saw the guy at, at Flight Fest. You know, what, what's his name? Duncan. We saw him trash that heli. I mean, the best the best guys in the world, they crash, you know? Yeah, I think it's a little different for, um, you know, for pro pilots. Uh, like, like factory but even, pilots. But even Chris said, you know, he crashes. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah, still, dude. Yeah. Yeah, like Chris, get, yeah. He's sponsored, but, I mean, he still has to buy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Stuff, yeah. You're getting a discount, but if you're you're out there, you know, 
Well, no, no. I mean, like factory products. I think just they get like kits. I think. I mean, I could be mistaken, but I think they like you know, you crash a kit at an event. They're like, okay, we'll send you another one, you know, or send you the parts. I don't yeah. know. I, I can't say for sure. I'm not anywhere near that status, okay. um, or or you know, asked anyone. But um, you know, I, I figured that when you become a f- like that top level factory pilot for a a, a company, that for the most part. You know, parts and stuff, they'll just send it to you. So are you saying that we're more hardcore than than these factory pilots that get stuff almost for free or sort of for free? Because we have to pony up and pay for it ourselves, man. We are freaking awesome. <laughs> we are freaking hardcore. I guess I can look at it that way. <laughs> uh, and then and all the money that we all the money we spend for parts is probably what's paid for their parts. <laughs> exactly. I'm just trying to avoid trashing another uh portage on. So. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. So thanks, Javier. Thanks for yeah. taking the time to write us. He writes us a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we don't yeah. mention it a lot, but thanks, man. Yeah, he writes us. Yeah, uh, maybe like every one every other week or so, and then like I'll we'll, I'll respond and go and we'll go back and forth for a couple emails and stuff. So yeah, thanks. Yeah, I know he said he's working on a um getting a four four twenty goblin four twenty. Yeah, I'm curious yeah. to see how he. Because he flies at 380, so I'm curious to see how he thinks between Yeah, them. and, and Rybert sold, or well, I don't know if it's sold it or traded or whatever, but uh, Javier has a Oxy 3 Turek, uh, brand yeah. new. That he, I think, I don't know if he got it yet or if he's building it. I didn't oh, get okay. a chance to read that email yet, so sorry, Javier, but uh, I'll take a look a little later um, and reply back. But yeah, that's awesome. Oxys are fun helis. Yeah. You know? Let's see, Podbeam people that have started following us. Oh, jeez, dude! To drag that out. Well, I don't. I didn't see too many people that, uh, except for two guys that started following us just recently. Uh, the Contenders podcast and the Massive Ones podcast. I don't know why. If I think this might be adding podcasts to each one. I don't know, but whatever. I'll give them a shout out. Yeah. And then, then we got quite the likes. Um, Mike's one podcast uh, liked Gina Tucker's episode. Dontak twenty six liked Smell of Nitro in the morning. Helly's part two. Um, the Kyle Stacy episode. The Kyle Stacy episode. Yep. The Mike one liked uh, the last two. We had forty three and forty four Air Bears with Scott Zimmerman and the Chris Diamante one. Nice. So thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, 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 guys, for taking the time to like and follow us and all that. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right. iTunes review. We have an iTunes review. <gasps> yeah, man. No. From Ziggy Rules. Oh, I'm trying to think. Like, was that? Is he a fan of the comic or a fan of David Bowie? I don't know. Anyways, he he writes nice. Uh, great goop. Great goop. <laughs> great goop. <laughs> Great group of guys tell their adventures in the RC hobby. The occasional guest host offers additional great insight. They talk about helicopters, helis, Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacy, <laughs> <laughs> flight test planes, helis. I have met three or four of the hosts, and I consider them a part of my flying family, even though I don't fly helicopters. Uh, thank you. Five stars. I wonder if it's probably one of, someone we met at flight test then, a uh, flight fest. Yeah. Or uh, maybe up at uh, at Chris's event. No, but he says he doesn't fly heli stuff. So it would have to be oh, probably flight fast, yeah. Nice. Well, so, thanks, awesome. thanks, 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah, awesome. Mr. Ziggy. Yes. You know, I, I consider, you know, pretty much anyone in this hobby that, you know, like, that's cool. Like, I consider them all kind of like my RC family, you know? Yeah. You know, unless you cross me. Once you cross me, though, oof. You don't want to be on that side of the, the fence. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm in. I'm glad I'm in the Steve side of the fence. <laughs> okay, man, you could cross. You'll never be on that side. <laughs> You're too much of a friend, you know. Like it's just, it's so so. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go into it too much, but you know how it is. Sometimes you know we spoke about it on the last episode a little. Sometimes you know you meet someone in the hobby and they're a total DBE. It's like yeah, you know. Yeah. No, those, those folks. Enjoy your hobby, your aspect of the hobby. I'm cool. It's almost like that. This hobby like self cleans those people out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All righty. Drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefallrc at gmail dot com. Facebook like us, facebook dot com slash freefallrc podcast. Don't forget to check out our webpage, freefallrcpodcast.com. Don't forget to check out our webpage, freefallrcpodcast.com. Chris is always hooking up some content on there. Um, so, yeah, come say hi. That's where you can leave us a message and, you know, contact us that way. Uh, there's links to all our Facebook, Instagram, website, podcasts, just all of it, all the social stuff. Hi, Chris. Hey, Chris. All right. Uh, check us out on the Flight Test Forums, Off the Field, Audio and Video Production, Other Than Flight Test Podcast, and you'll see us, Free 4RC Podcast, sitting next to our buddies at Flight Test Community Cast. Hey, Patch Joel Mike. <laughs> Dude, I think the last time you were saying that, it sounded like you said Josh or Joel, oh. like John, I think I heard once. Oh. <laughs> at Joel Mike. And say hi to Nick. Hi, Nick. See how he's doing. Catch up with Nick. Catch up with us. Um, you know. We have to catch up with Nick. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a little while. Oh, yeah. Did you listen to the flight tests? I mean, I know you listened to it. Um, the episode where Nick was on? Yeah. And, and they were like, oh, man, wait till the free 4 c guys hear you on the <laughs> show. <laughs> They're going to be all mad at you. No. <laughs> Uh, dude. Yeah, there's course. plenty of nick to go around yeah exactly <laughs> that did not oh, sound right oh uh, yeah it did sound right okay it, it's 10 22 now it's getting late and <laughs> and you know we usually you know go off that cliff really quickly at this time so yeah all right so thank you from the free for rc podcast crew uh thanks for all our subscribers and listeners we are skies and we'll see you next time see ya see ya thanks See you, thanks. See you, thanks later. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cool. I'm going to stop my recording. So, drop us an iTunes review and re. Oh, shoot. <laughs> All right, one more time. Edit. Come say hi to... Oh, shoot, I fucked that up, too. Uh, edit. Don't forget to check out our new webpage. No, edit. All right. All right, so from the Free Fall RC podcast crew, thanks for listening, thanks for subscribing, and we'll see you... Oh, shit. Damn, dude. I know. Um, 
All right, let's. <laughs> you got to go pick up your airplane or helicopter parts. <laughs> at the, at the Spanish music store. Uh, you got to edit this part out. You can use the bloopers <laughs> later, but edit this part out for, for this episode. All right. Um, all right. Let's let's uh, let's finish this off. Here. <laughs> all right now, I can't stop it. Damn, I was up dancing and everything. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Uh, so from oh, edit. <laughs>